introducing Minor Wisdom Quintet. So I want to take a minute, so just sit right there and let me tell you how I'm about to step up on my soapbox again. This shouldn't take very long, but uh, I do want to mention a couple things before I get on that soapbox. Uh, one, a couple of weeks ago, I got to spend a, about almost 12 hours with Jay Thomas outside a setting of one-act play. We went to the WWE Royal Rumble here in Houston, Texas at Minute Maid Park, and it was a blast. Spent way too much money on all that. Luckily, my wife does not listen to this podcast, which is, uh, I don't know if it's actually ironic or more of an Alanis Morissette-type ironic, but anyway, um, it was a lot of lot of fun. It was a blast. We sat fourth row, or as Sam Malone used to say, fourth row! And it was just a lot of fun. We got to get sweat on, uh, almost got bled on by Beth Phoenix. But uh, I highly recommend if you ever get the chance to go to a live wrestling event to do so because the theatrics, again, we've talked at nauseum about this stuff in the past, in the archives, as they say. Uh, but theater and wrestling go hand in hand. Speaking of theater, uh, TTEC was also couple weeks ago. Uh, ended last week, actually, so a week ago. But TTEC, the Texas Thespians Educator Conference, was just, again, a blast. It's intimate. The teachers are motivated to be there. The workshop artists are motivated to be there. All the workshops have people in them. There's nobody in the hallways uh, making out or doing anything like that. Uh, like at the big festival, nobody's snuggling. There's no drama. Everybody is learning and getting stronger and being better educators and I love that I love seeing that I love being a part of that even if I am leaving the profession for just a little bit I really enjoyed TTEC I think it really truly is the best conference that we put on only because it's just so streamlined it's just so simple everybody's having fun with the cash cube getting uh, bats cash and even those people that are just getting 20 bucks can leave with something they did not arrive with a makeup kit something to that effect we left with 10 makeup mirrors and all kinds of other stuff because uh miss duga who will be on this podcast at some point but she probably is not even listening to because she's my work wife but nicole won a ton of money so we got quite a bit and good for them they can use that next year when i'm not there anyway uh so ttec was great another element of ttec that i truly truly enjoyed is my sister my sister got to present she's a social worker through texas children's hospital and she presents on trauma and how to teach students that have had traumatic events in their lives she teaches uh classes workshops to teachers about how to take care of themselves through traumatic events, uh, not only their traumatic events, but students' traumatic events and how to just take care of yourself as far as taking on all of that extra stress and uh, the care that we give to those students has a toll on our lives as well. So if you get the chance to see her, she may or may not be in Bloomington as well because she really made an impression on some of the sort of circuit people, the people that are doing these all over the country. So 
if you get to see my sister, Marissa Novitz, she's a shorter, prettier, smarter, not funnier version of me. And she's older, much older, significantly older, way older than me. Uh, So there's my kid. (laughs) Anyway, two other things I want to talk about, and then I'm going to get to our interview with Mr. Adam Delka, who also teaches in Lamarck Consolidated ISD uh, with last week's guest, Kendra Willoughby. They were actually sitting next to each other during these interviews and did a heck of a job of being quiet while the other one was talking. So uh, I want to thank him for that. If anything, I want to thank him for that, but that was great. Uh, the other two things I wanted to quickly talk about uh, on the Technical Theater Educators page with Donnie Covington uh, as the lead, and great page if you're not on it, uh, but that page on Facebook, uh, a school in Austin posted some pictures of their Susical, and it made everyone weep with jealousy, and even myself. Uh, lots of lights, uh, really cool 50 by 20 foot LED wall that is apparently theirs, and I started thinking, you know, I, I don't know if I would want that in my school. Now, to rent something for my show that is that monstrosity, no, that is that monstrous, excuse me, would would be fine. But to have it in my school, to have to take care of it, uh, to never really give uh, the opportunity to alter anything because a 50 by 20 foot screen, yes, you can change it into panels and do all that kind of stuff. You could, uh, but now you, you have this thing that, um, doesn't give the students a lot to look forward to outside of high school. I used to say, and this changed after many years outside of the university, but I used to say, I think I peaked when I went to HSPVA, when I went to the high school for the performing of visual arts, because they gave me everything I could possibly ask for in the way of moving lights, in the way of uh, most up-to-date lighting boards, sound systems. Uh, we had a scene shop that was equipped with all of the latest tools. And then I go off to start doing community theater, and you don't get any of that. You're lucky if you get that. I went to work at Fitzgerald's, which I had a couple parkans and some Fresnels and an old leprechaun board, and this is supposed to be a, a touring rock and roll house. So I, as, as much as I love all of that cool gear, and it looks great, and I think it's great that the kids are learning this stuff, I'm hoping that those kids don't expect now to walk into another theater when they're out of the education system and expect to see all that stuff or be disappointed or hold their nose up and say, well, I used to work with this stuff. Similar to I do when I talk about HSPVA. Uh, it's, it creates some burning bridges. It creates a ego that you might have that you shouldn't have because you're 18 years old, 19 years old, and you don't know jack squat about what to do in this world when it comes to marketing yourself and making sure that you are a feature in this world as as a designer. You get spoiled. You don't know how to sort of work with nothing. And one of the best shows I've ever done was a show where I used four Home Depot floodlights on a Brian Burns... Uh, Streetcar Named Desire sequel. The show was horrible. Sorry, Brian. You're probably not listening. But anybody involved with that, maybe. Uh, the show was not very good. 
as you can tell because it's never been seen again. But it was beautiful and it was done really well and it was done with zero money. Uh, and it's because we challenged ourselves to make this beautiful show out of nothing. And a student that has a 50 by 20 foot LED wall with 56 moving lights and uh, LEDs and all this stuff at their disposal when they're just 16, 17, 18 years old is not going to learn how to struggle through things. There's my take on that. And finally, zone competition. I'm going to try and be brief about this, but in my district, we're doing zone competition. We have eight schools, eight, and we're doing a zone, uh, four schools in each zone, in each zone. And yeah, give kids gifts, give, give kids trophies and ribbons and seventh place is still a place. BS. I am vehemently opposed to giving kids seventh place trophies. The biggest gripe I have with doing a zone with four schools in it is that one school at the end of the day is sitting there alone, defeated, not advancing. Yes, they're alternate, sure. But at that level, how many alternates are truly going on? Very few. So they're sitting there in the theater with three super excited, happy to be moving on to district, good for them schools, and you're all alone. And now you as a director have to tell your kids there are three champions and one loser. And that doesn't happen anywhere. So why do it? That's my piece. Let's move on to something a little more happy. This week's groaner joke of the week. And then my interview with the amazingly talented, intelligent, humble, good-looking. We'll throw it in there. I mean, Adam, you're, you know, good-looking guy. Uh, Mr. Adam Delka. This comes to me from my elementary theater teacher. Why would you never bathe with a Pokemon? Because he'll Pikachu. I am the Fulcher High School Theater Director. I also teach, direct, choreograph, and sometimes perform at Stageworks Theater. Um, what kind of got me here to this point? Well, there you go. Well, it all started. <laughs> I started off with a bang in uh, Superior, Nebraska, a small oh. Midwestern town, Kansas-Nebraska border. Um, started doing local shows, church shows. Um, my, at the time, elementary school music director, Teresa Christensen, is her name. Well, she was a choir teacher and then the high school English teacher, they would do the musicals and shows at the high school. We did not have a theater teacher at the high school. So as a like elementary kid, junior high kid, I was recruited to come be like the kids in shows, Oliver. Um, and then once I got into high school, tried to do as many shows as possible, obviously, but also played football, basketball, miserable fail. Yeah, uh, you're a taller guy. Tall yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, ran track, loved track. Lifeguarded, worked on farms, pig farms. Stayed busy. Stayed super busy, <laughs> but always had like a passion for the arts, especially music. Right. Um, I thought I was going to be a 
a choir teacher okay. or a, a vocalist. That was my bachelor's degree from Austin College is, is in music, okay. primary instrument voice. Um, got into college in Texas, couldn't wait to get out of Nebraska at the time. I thought it was the worst possible place to be. Um, but got to Texas because it's warmer. Mm -hmm. um, looking back now, I really have a fond appreciation and deep respect for that community that I grew up in right. um, in Nebraska. Super, super um, community centered and everybody had your back. And good times, bad times, yeah. people were there for you. Um, but Austin College, music, my choir director in college said, I told him, I said, I want to do more theater. So he suggested I go to AMDA, American okay. Musical and Dramatic Academy. Um, went up there, did the program for two years in New York City, learned a lot, loved it. Um, came back to Texas, um, finished my master's in education, and then wow. started teaching. Wow. Um, teaching in Grandview, Texas. Yeah. That's where Jana Tiller's at. Yeah. Um, it was awesome starting teaching position. Um, great community, really helped me understand teaching and get my feet wet. Yeah. I uh, was hired as a choir director, but immediately got thrown into one act play and I was like, what in the... Whole <laughs> new world. Yeah, new world <laughs> one <creative>. act play. <laughs> but it was like, it was just like, kind of like storm with stars aligned and right. all kinds of stuff because that very first year uh, we went to state for 2A and I was like okay this is cool yeah. and it, it can be done and it's, it's kind of like married my passion for the arts and music with right. competition. Because yeah. you had a little bit of an athletic background. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. so I was sure. like hell yes let's compete it's yeah. fun. Um, so the, yeah, I did that for a few years, worked in Cleburne for a year, and then moved down to Texas to work with Masquerade Theater, or moved down to Houston yeah. to work with Masquerade Theater, which okay. was at the time the resident theater company at the Hobby Center. Right. Um, did that for five or six years. A resident company member worked in A-Leaf as an elementary music educator. Okay, what school? Um, Alexander Elementary. Okay. Sure. I, yeah. went to, I was an A-Leaf product. Oh, wow. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that, my friend, is where I really learned how to teach. Right. When you teach elementary, you know, you learn how to time it's manage. Structure, time it's management. Structure. Yeah. It's anything, any day. Yeah. It's it's bell to bell, minute to minute, yeah. like <laughs> surviving second to second with little yeah. kids. Do I ever want to do it again? No. But it was valuable. Valuable yeah. teaching experience. And then I decided, okay. I still want to do some performing, still do want to do um, some directing, but I'm ready to move up to some bigger sure. kids again. Because I was doing high school when I first started, went down elementary, elementary allows for more evening time for right. rehearsals, performances, etc. Um, so went to middle school, Polly Ryan Middle School and Reading Junior High for a few years before moving to Folsher, which okay. opened up Folsher High School. Um, we're now on year four. Um, great group of kids, hardworking. Um, so this is the first graduating, or first full four year This is my first class. full year. Yeah. Um, so I had these kids since they were freshmen. Right. 
when we opened up Fulcher, it was also Lehman Junior High at the okay. time. We opened up both campuses, so I was theater director at both schools. Okay. Um, so some of these kids that were sixth graders when I was teaching right. at Lehman are now freshmen. Gotcha. So kind of... You've been seeing these kids for a while. Right. Yeah, yeah. So now we're starting to see like the fruit of the labor right. and how far they've come right. and what they're, what they're capable of. That'll be cool yeah. in a couple years when they're done that seven years. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was good for you. Yeah, it's fun. So what is, uh, so I'm curious about AMDA. Maybe this yes. is a personal curiosity. I'll, I'll take because it. Because they, they um, sometimes get a bad rap. They do. Maybe because they're, they market, you know, which I, I know that sounds silly, but they, they send out all this marketing paraphernalia to us, to directors, to high school directors. And, and um, they're not looked at as necessarily the best place to go if you want to go to the university world. But training-wise, it seems like, because you're, we'll get into it, you're still an active director-actor in the professional side of things. Correct. Um, was it everything that it, we think it's not? <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Well, maybe... Maybe a different situation for me. Right. Um, is it conservatory? Is it's it a, conservatory. Yeah, okay, okay. There is an academic side. Like if you want to do the conservatory program right. and then go into the academic, like sure. finish out a degree, that is a possibility. Okay. Um, I had already finished my bachelor's, so, so I was no, not yeah. fresh out of high school. I, right. I think, and I don't want to like mismarket the, right. the, the school, but... I think a lot of kids out of high school go there, and and maybe they're just not ready for that New York yeah. experience. Yeah. So it's not about the school as much as it is about the, the culture, be. the environment. Yeah. Could be yeah. maturity. Yeah. Um, I was placed in a group that had, was primarily like 22, 23, 24, right. 25, six-year-olds. Like right. we were still immature, but mature, yeah. more mature than the kids straight out of high right. school. And I did notice that the group that I was with, we were, the majority of us were able to graduate and sure. stuck through the program. I mean, I keep up with a lot of them on Facebook and networking and right. they're, they're doing stuff in the business. Right. And a lot of the kids that were fresh out of high school, they just struggle right. a lot. It's just a hard place to go. When you're from middle of nowhere, Nebraska, wherever, Texas. Right. Yeah, how was, to, I mean, how was that for you? Because you, you weren't that far away from being moved from Nebraska. Correct. Going, had you ever been to uh, New York or any sort of large hustle and bustle like sure, that? Sure, sure. I had traveled quite a bit as okay. a kid, like uh, European tours and then okay. in college. So it wasn't like, that new to you? No, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I always felt like a city kid in a small town. Okay. Um, just I, I always knew that my heart was not in a small right. community. Right. Love where I came from and really appreciate yeah. what I had there. Wouldn't, wouldn't change a minute of it. Do you drive through that? To, not that we're going back to Lincoln anymore, but we're, do you drive through there okay. to go to Lincoln? <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. So when we went to the Nationals the last few years, we would drive up I-35, and when we crossed the Kansas-Nebraska yeah. border, we, I would all point on the bus, 30 miles to the left, <laughs> down this highway. That's it's your hometown. my little hometown, yeah. you know, and like, and we would spend the night in Concordia. Yeah. And at that little Holiday yeah. Inn Express, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I would run across the street every morning and get a Taco Bell taco. <laughs> it's, 
Was that like a home? Yeah, it's like home. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's, it's it's good stuff. It's Midwest Tex-Mex. Well, let I, me tell I mean, you. I know Taco Bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, Taco Taco John. Oh, Taco John. Taco John. Oh, okay. Taco John. Sorry, okay. sorry. No, it's Taco John's. Yeah, it was like potato Olays. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Taco John's. Yes. So you were the only one, probably. Yeah. That's funny. I have a few um, believers now because I made them try it. <laughs> That's pretty funny. There's like Del Taco too that I know some yeah. people swear by. Yes. Uh, very California type type taco, but. But if you grew up in the Midwest, it's like Amigos or uh, Taco, taco John's. John's. That's funny. Uh, it's not also a gas station too. It is it, not a gas okay, station. I was gonna it's say. It's an actual yeah. establishment. Yeah, because <laughs> down here there are like so many taco places that are tucked away inside of an Exxon. Uh, yeah. And. And you have to learn how to trust those. Yeah, I don't trust Cause, them. Because, yeah, because <laughs> petroleum and bacon are not always the best they don't mix. Coincide, yeah. No. Although grease is, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's funny. So you are still an active actor mm-hmm. and director. Yes. Okay. Uh, and we talked about this yesterday. The balance. So being a high school director is already enough. Uh, Absolutely. So how what do you what do you do to get yourself just get get yourself all that time to be able to uh, direct outside, act outside? You were just in cabaret. Yep. You, you weren't just in cabaret. You were cabaret. Yeah. Um, well, how do you do it? Like, what's the magic? I don't know if there's magic. Um, I guess. It, I, 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 kind of all goes back to my roots of having to learn work ethic and responsibility at an early age, um, working on farms and working for family members and babysitting and lifeguarding and grocery stores and restaurants and like, I've always had a job, like ever since I was probably 11 years old, um, gave me independence, gave me some financial freedom, gave me like sense of, I don't know, just a sense of belonging and, and value, you know, somebody needs you, yeah. um, which is important. Um, and now I just feel like, yes, maybe I'm a workaholic in some people's eyes, but I'm pretty driven. I like to create. Mm-hmm. I like to produce. I like to perform. Uh, I like to put it all together and process. Sure. The process of putting it all together is what's so fun. Right. Just from that first audition or that first production meeting or that concept or that color palette or that choreography move. I mean, it's just, there's so many things and I'm, I just I love it. And how do I balance it? It's hard. I, I would lie if I say it was easy and I right. just, it's just what I'm used to because I struggle sometimes. It's right. the truth. I get very tired. Um, Matter of fact, I'm, I'm pretty exhausted. Um, this weekend, we just closed our school show last weekend, and you know, still in the middle of so strike. Caught up. Yeah, yeah, I'm still yeah. getting caught I up. Understand my, that? Yeah. It just it never it never ends, but I don't ever want it to end. Right. I want it to. I'm. So, we've already auditioned for the next show, yeah. um, the next two shows, and yeah. on Tuesday we audition for the next musical. It's like I'm ready. Yeah. Oh, and I'm also choreographing for production of She Loves Me right now, like on top of it. It's time management. I keep an old-fashioned calendar where I write things down and I carry it around with me and I schedule things out. And I'm honest with my my 
employers and my students about when I am available to do what. Sure. And I and if I say I can choreograph or direct or be in something, I say here's what I can do for you. Right. And then luckily yeah, I've been yeah. I've been very privileged to have people that have been willing to work with that kind of schedule. Sure. It's not always the case. You know, usually you have to bend and mold to everyone else's schedule. Right. So I guess that that's worked in my favor. Well, once you prove that your schedule works for yes or that you're willing to, to make it work and the product doesn't suffer right I mean why not hire you right, so, right. yeah I get that that's yeah. good what is uh, I, I'm always curious about this and I just had this last week and I don't know when this will drop so maybe this is uh, you know Maybe we're in March right now. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but uh, as of this recording, we, we closed our musical last week too. And when I was when we were done, the kids I always find they're like, "Minor, you don't seem like upset." I'm like, "It's another show." Like right. I, you know, when you not that I'm old by any means, but when you get to a certain point, you've done so many of these that it's just like there's a process. It's we're a, done now. Let's yes. move on. Uh, what? How do you feel when you end a show? Because you do that, you do so many, so you know, so often, not just at your school, but right. Sometimes it's an emotional, emotional closing, yeah. or and sometimes I'm sad to see the the work go away yeah. because there's there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears literally that go into pretty much each and every production. Yeah. Um, if I do something, it's, I'm going to put my all into it, and I expect my students, the people that I'm working with, my my colleagues, my the people that I'm with, to do the same. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm not going to be involved. Um, but like you, lately I've been when a show closes, yeah, it's bittersweet. Yeah. But I'm ready to move on. Yeah. Yes, I'll be sad to not see all those sequin costumes on stage. <laughs> All that glitter. <laughs> All that glitter. <laughs> because, damn it, they looked good. Yeah. But that's also the, the beauty of doing a show. Yeah. It's fleeting. Yeah. And it's an experience. And if we constantly had that same experience, it would be taken for granted. Right. Good. What do you... <clears throat> do you have a trade-off in your classroom during production season? Meaning, uh, are you doing less during the day, bell to bell, when you have a musical on the horizon or a show on the horizon? Great question. Um, I wouldn't say less. I would say it's redirected in a different okay. way. When we're in like full production mode, tech week, or we're in the middle of the run, yeah. there's just other things to focus on. Right. And I use the daytime for the productions, especially production right. classes, especially tech classes, it's that's what they're there for, right. you know. If, I mean, if it's sorting the laundry, right. that's got to be done at some yeah. point. Yeah. And I'm sorry that oh yeah they have to do it. No, when I have <laughs> when I have students, not to interrupt you, uh, but when I have students ask, you know, what do we do in this class, production mm -hmm. or even advanced tech? I say we do what's needed. Yep. You know, um, and if something's not needed, then that's the day that. We can pop open an LED or uh, learn about sound mm -hmm. or build a flat just for the sake of learning, you know, becoming better carpenter. Yeah. But until then, we got to do what needs to be done to support the department. It goes along with that whole, we're not only educators and directors, but we're, we 
manager on theater uh, company. Correct. So you and we're skill that. builders. Yes. Yeah, we're skill builders exactly. So that's why there's so much about Kate, the Kate stuff right now. Mm. Are we a part of that or are we not? Right. Anyway, um, I, I like to, all the people argue that one. I even like in my theater one classes like it's good to see them do some of that work because then I see who I can yep. build on for the next year. Do you uh, do you have freshmen in your technical theater classes? A couple. Okay. Right now we have one technical theater period. Okay. And it's kind of a mixed bag of Advanced, people that have done yeah. a lot and people that are just in there right. and then people that are green but want to right. learn more. Right. Um, like we have a freshman that wants to be the stage manager. Sure. And we have a senior that's a stage manager, so we've paired them up um, gotcha. as kind of mentor partnership. We have a freshman right now that's a stage manager, and she's already the best stage manager I've ever had in 10 years of teaching. Awesome. It's, yeah, it's one of those like, oh my gosh. Treated like gold. What, uh, yeah, <laughs> what just a great thing to have. Yeah. You play favorites. No, she's amazing. She's good. <laughs> it's like, you know what? And once the kids see that how amazing she is, yeah. they'll know that. She's not a favorite. She's just right. damn good. And, and, and what, you know, not to get off on a soapbox or tangent, but like what makes a great stage manager that I always try to preach in the high school level is that they don't care if you, at that point, want to be their friend or not. Mm -hmm. They're not going to, if, if, if you do, that's great. But in high school, it's all about that social element. Mm -hmm. So when you have stage managers, they get caught up in, oh my gosh, they don't like me right now. It's like, no, no, no. You need to. You have a job over here, and then during the day or Saturday and Sunday, by all means, be best friends. But right now, you got to do this job, and she's really good at the good ones are at, at, at separating its work time and its play time. Right. And that's so hard to teach. It is. Uh, but anyway, this is a vulnerable age. Yeah. So, what do you have on the horizon professionally? Uh, working on "She Loves Me" right now. Right. Uh, choreographing for that. This summer, choreographing for a production of Matilda. Oh, okay. That's a hot show right now. It's a hot show. <laughs> um, so that'll be kind of fun. Um, and then next year's season still kind of up in up the in air. Up in the air, sure. Well, it's, it's literally, what, last day of January right now. Right. So you got some time. Yeah. What is the show that you uh, still haven't done that you need to do before you leave this earth? In what capacity? Any any capacity that you want to marry yourself to for a while, for eight weeks, ten weeks, whatever. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that currently exists. Don't say I'm going to write one. <laughs> I mean, you could, I guess. <laughs> well, I do feel like there should be a production of Tu Wong Fu, the musical. <laughs> Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. Yeah. I, I mean, do it. <laughs> <laughs> It's a great movie. Vita Boehm, I feel like, is yeah. calling my name, uh, yeah. but that's just me. Um, as far as like what's currently out there, I I want to be in or choreograph or something, be a part of, be a, part of a professional production of Sondheim's Follies. Okay. I love that music. I think it's just such a tragically beautiful, like, well-written show, the music, yeah. and it's it really just it puts this whole theater and performing thing in perspective and yeah. it kind of like glorifies like 
the, the, the heyday of it, and right. then once that's over, like what happens? And these stars that were that aren't anymore, and the relationships and the friendships and the rivalries, right. and just, you know, I, I see it and I, I feel it and I've been there and I am there, you yeah. know? And now I. A, a guy for you? Uh, like, he is. I, mean, I, yeah. I, I like his music. I think it's challenging. Yeah, it is. Um, it speaks to me on certain levels. Yeah. And just like, I mean, Fosse right. choreography I love speaks to me on yeah. certain levels. It's sexy. It's it's deceivingly challenging, yet looks simple. Yeah. Um, just lots of fun. Now, I don't want you to offend anybody, okay. but is there a show that you've done in, edu- in, in high school <coughs> that you thought you were very proud of it, you thought it was a great show, but you're like, man, if I could do this professionally, with or with a professional crew of people, actors, crew, whatever, it would just be that much more fun and that much more elevated. Hmm. I know my answer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we just closed Chicago. I mean, of course, I'd love to be in a professional version of Chicago that's just... Amazing show. Yeah, I've I've done. I've been in My Fair Lady, but I also love My Fair Lady. It was okay. a beautiful story. Um, I also also like the Bartlett Share, like kind of reimagining, reimagining of it. And just thought that that was beautiful. The Lincoln Center would love to be a part of something like that. Right. Cool. Yeah. Um, what do you miss besides Taco John? Okay. <laughs> what do you miss from your home? Wow, I do miss that connection with family. Yeah. I, well, it's nice to have distance, and I mean, I guess distance makes the heart grow right. fonder. But I do miss a lot. How I, often do you get to go back? Depends. A couple times a year, okay. usually. Um, Where do you fly into Kansas City? Like sometimes like, it's Wichita. Okay. Sometimes it's Omaha. Okay. Usually Omaha, because okay. then I can swing down through Lincoln and visit. My aunt and uncle, cousins, a lot of my family still lives in the little town right. area, so. And that's, but it's very comforting for you. It is. Yeah. It's always home. It feels yeah. like home. Not a lot changes. When you go back, do you, do they put you to work? Um. Because <laughs> you said, you you know, you, you did some farming, you did, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's interesting. I think as I've gotten older, they know that I'm... <laughs> I'm less and less valuable on, sure. the, on the family business. Um, I usually end up like, I'm a mama's boy. I stick around and help my mom out as right. much as possible. Sure. She likes me to help clean out closets and stuff like that, and I'm happy to do so. She'll put you to work, but she not, will not put, that same work. Yes. More indoors. Yes. <laughs> and I don't mind it. I would do it yeah. if my dad asked me to do it. It's yeah. just, he knows. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, once you He's get got another son for that. that. Sure. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Is, do you have family that has migrated away from that area that you get to go see in other parts of the country? Not not really. Oh, really? I do have an uncle that lives down here in Texas, okay. but he's always lived in Texas. And that right. was kind of my, my first introduction to Texas because as a young kid, we would travel down during the summers yeah. and go to Six Flags. Okay. And, Stuff like that. So that was like, oh, it's so warm down here in right. December. And I'm were like, you, yeah, were you like uh, Olaf? Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, do when So when it snows down here, oh, sorry, there are air quotes, snows. Yeah. Are you just like, like just 
the kids are so excited, but you're like, I look on. forward to it because if it does any sort of like snowing, yeah. that means there's no school. <laughs> I don't, there's a, there's one flake any in the sort. air and the yeah. whole city shuts down. I'm like, all right, well-deserved vacation. Right. Because of course, when I grew up, it was snowing all the time and my parents didn't buy the snowblower until after I graduated. Right. Just nope. like the riding lawnmower right. after I graduated. Right. So. <laughs> No chains on the tires yet. Nope. Yeah, yeah. Nope. <laughs> the riding lawnmower after you graduate. Yes. I like that. Uh, well, what else do you got for me? I mean, like, uh, I, I want to. Pro- I kind of feel like I, I want to promote you, but at the same time, you're not a business, but you do so much. Like, the, you know, the cabaret thing. So I want you to actually speak about that. So you were. What the hell? BMC. Thank you. I was trying to think of this French. It's <laughs> like. MC, uh, <laughs> you, how did that come about? You were, like, there were so many, it was a buzz. There was a buzz about Adam is doing this role, and wow. he's killing it, wow. and so many people were talking about it, and it wasn't close, right? Wasn't it, was it up in Conroe, or am I wrong? Uh, up in Jersey Village. Jersey Village, okay. I knew it wasn't, like, super duper close, but, uh, like, what did that mean to you? Because it, it seemed as though it was a big deal that you were doing this. It, to it, us, it Maybe meant not to you. <laughs> oh, it did. It did. Yeah. It, every role is special. I think that one's particularly special. Yeah, it's a difficult role. It's a I difficult mean. role. It's a challenging role. I'm not 20 something anymore. Right. I'm. I'll be 40 next Saturday. Okay. And I'm like, I'm feeling it. Right. <laughs> and I'm feeling it, and my body is telling me, you can't do all the things that you used to do. <laughs> right. But, but in a lot of ways, I as somebody who's now getting to a certain age in my life, not that I'm old, because I don't feel old, but I've experienced things and I've seen things and I've done things that have informed my person, that have helped inform my character um, more. I feel like I understood the role more. I've played the role before. Okay. I played the role when I was in my 20s. What, what, or early thirties, early thirties, okay. um, with Masquerade Theater, okay. and I, 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 well, I felt like I did a good job. I don't know that I really tapped into sure. who he was or who he is and what he. I think on the on the surface, I understood what he was, what his purpose was in the story, but I felt like this round, I, I really was able to understand. Right this journey with right. this character and how real his world was and is and what it means to people. I think the most powerful, one of the most powerful moments um, I've ever had was after opening night, I'm standing in the lobby in my full costume, costume yeah. concentration yeah. camp yeah. costume and this little Jewish couple comes up to me and they told me that, in very thick accents, that they had come over to the United States and had escaped all of the persecution, young children, and they were in tears, and they were just speechless. And that what that story and the the role and how everything still needs to be told. And as educators, that's our job. And as performers, it's so easy to get caught up in the role and just the 
just the, the fame of it all right. on any level. Right. High school, community theater, Broadway, you get caught up on, oh, I'm a big star now. Yeah. No, you're, you're, you're telling a story. Yeah. Yeah. And it's got to have meaning. And you have to do it the same every time yeah. because the crowd is different. Yeah. And they didn't see you last night. Right. That's, that's a big deal, too. I remember with the first time I ever saw Cabaret, I was a teenager, and I knew the music because I was a nerdy theater kid, yeah. right? But I didn't know the story. And I went to, this was on Broadway, I went to see the show, and I'm Jewish, <laughs> so I knew nothing. And at the end of the act, these Nazi flags come falling down from the sky, and I was like, holy crap. Yeah. This just, like, it just it hit got me. real. Because my grandparents were Holocaust survivors. Um, and it just, I didn't expect it. I didn't know this was happening. I knew that there was it, the time period. I knew, you know, like, I, I but I didn't think. It, they just came flying down. And it was, the stage was just covered in these, in these swastikas. And it was, it was one of, if not the most impactful moments I've ever experienced as an audience member. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so I, I mean, I get that, the, the, the couple coming up to you and stuff, so. And I, the, the show, while it's told through the MC and, the, and through this, you live the story through Sally. Right. But I feel like the, the, the show is really about, the song that that right. show really, that speaks to me is uh, Fräulein Schneider's What Would You Do? Right. Because it's all about leading up to what we now know as the Holocaust, right. you know. The German, the German community, being in the midst of this upheaval and this takeover, and people being forced with with real decisions of how to survive, right. not knowing what was to come, just like we don't know what's to come in our own lives, right. in our own present situation. Um, Fräulein Schneider did not know what would she, what would you do right. in that time, and I don't know. Yeah. We can all look back and say, oh, I would have done this differently. But you don't know yeah. in that moment. No. She was older. She had a business. That's how she survived. Yeah. She, she yeah. couldn't take that risk. Yeah. And you gotta, yeah, you got to put yourself in that world to figure that out. To, and, and how do you do that? Yeah. And, I, and I, I feel like this, this go around with this production, um, the people playing those roles and the people in the cast and the and the production team, uh, led by Michael Montgomery and um, Drew Weiser, we and I helped choreograph some of that. But like, it was so immaculately put together. Sure. Like the people were so powerful, and they understood it. Right. It wasn't just showboating. Right. That's good. Yeah. It's powerful. Um, I don't want to end on a down. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, so I'm staring at your thespis oh, yeah. award. Uh, the first Thespis Award wow. for uh, the Texas Thespians. What an honor. Yeah, so you're going on some plaque somewhere, I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, probably at Kendra School. <laughs> I, I <don't> <laughs> uh, we're all getting Adam Delka tattoos. You can all get a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, we're all getting, yeah, you can, yeah. Uh, so the Thespis Award is for hard work mm. and dedication, uh, you know, the idea of Thespis is that he stood out in front of the crowd and said, I'm going to create dialogue now. Uh, is that cool? <laughs> I'm sure he said it much differently than that. Sure. But um, why, I know you don't, 
you want to stay humble and you're like, I, I mean, I appreciate this award, it's great and all, but tell me why you think you've earned it. It's a great question. Um, you have earned it. Don't. I, this, this isn't me trying to tell you, I don't believe you. <laughs> right. Um, I don't know. I, I, it was a, it was a, it was a pleasant surprise, yeah. and I appreciate. I totally appreciate the yeah. award, and I feel like, I feel like I understand why I was awarded it. There's a lot of there's a lot of deserving educators out there, but I don't know. I maybe the cabaret thing was a yeah. was a buzz. I don't know, and you know, yeah. and maybe it was. There was like a recent Facebook thing where ten posts about. 10 days, 10 posts about performances and like mm -hmm. looking back at all those performances and trying to post things that meant something. Yeah. And there was a lot of posts or pictures and things that I skimmed through, but yeah. I mean, there's I've just done a lot of shows. Yeah. I've done a lot of educational theater shows. I've done a lot of professional shows. I've worked on a lot of projects. And like you said, the question earlier, how do you balance it? Yeah. Maybe it is about balance. Maybe it's about like showing that it can be done. Maybe showing that it's possible that teaching is is a part of performing. Yeah. It can be like possible to be a performer and an educator, and that those dreams don't have to die if you if you want it to yeah. happen. Um, because yeah, still, in my heart of hearts, I want to be a performer. Sure. Like, I love teaching, and I don't regret teaching, and I think it's it's made me who I am today, right. and it's, it's going to be a part of my future, right. but I also love performing. Good. I don't know really why I love performing, because I'm truly an introvert. <laughs> I'm pretty shy. Most, most performers are. Yeah. I mean, it's a very common thing, I, uh, and, and it's like the opposite of me as a designer technician who's not introverted. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, uh, it's it's a funny anomaly that, that, that there's so many introverted actors mm -hmm. and that need, it's like a security blanket, I guess, if you will, that right. once they feel the lights and the, they everything is happening around them, they're, it's able to let them kind but of I just can go, But I can let it go. Yeah. I, cert yeah. I certainly can. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Adam. Hey, yeah. anytime. I appreciate it. Minor wisdom.